All right, and welcome to the All Digital AM Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. Welcome. My name's Adam Penna. I am here to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. Very excited today to have with me Vivek Krishnamurthy here, joining us from HP. And uh, Vivek, great to have you here. Thanks for having me, uh, Adam. I really appreciate you uh, bringing me on here and, you know, looking forward to the conversation that we have, you know, just about all things additive and just, you know, all the different things that are going on. Yeah. You know, in this new world we're living in with networking and virtual, uh, it's great to meet people uh, that you, you can't do it in person as much, but it's so good to have the network we have that we're all reaching out and getting connected. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I was more interested in learning about you. We both have similar roots. Uh, I was born in, you know, North Tondawanda over there in uh, Buffalo, Niagara Falls area. And I know you have uh, Western New York roots. So uh, good to have you. And then you have your hat on today too. So nice to right. up in there Buffalo with that Bill's hat. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, really good to get to know you a little bit. We could talk a little bit more about what's been going on with the networking side of it. But uh, yeah, so talk about a little bit about where you came from. That's a really, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, so I, I'm from Rochester, New York, which is about an hour east of Buffalo. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we're, we're both kind of cut from the same cloth there in terms of uh, where we grew up. Um, so I was born and raised there. My dad, you know, worked at Kodak for, you know, 30 years. Kodak, and, uh, yes. Kodak baby. Plenty of relatives you know, so there, yep. Rochester person through and through. And so, like, um, my dad's a scientist. And so I've always been curious about anything and everything related to science and technology. And um, I was kind of meandering for a while in my career and found a job in a 3D printing company and didn't really have any manufacturing experience or an engineer degree. And uh, just kind of cut my teeth there for a couple of years, learned everything I could. And before I knew it, I was really passionate about manufacturing. Um, it just kind of appeals to my curiosity for everything and anything. Um, when you're talking about manufacturing and you're selling, you know, services, like you're touching pretty much every marketing market sector yeah. across In the different industry. industries. Yeah. So it's never a dull day. And that's, that's what, what I truly love about additive manufacturing and manufacturing in general. Yeah. You touched on a little bit there, but I know you had some times before HP at three systems. And mm-hmm. it, was that we were talking about breaking into that side of 3d printing or was there something before that also? No, that was, that, that was how I broke in. Um, awesome. So yeah. at that point, like this is during the, like the hype phase when 3d systems had made a lot of acquisitions um, like in 2013, 2014. And, you know, I was in the, I was in between jobs. Like I was looking for, you know, what's my next step? What do I want to do like with my career? And I saw this 3d printing stuff. I started reading about it and I was like, wow, this is really, really cool stuff. So um, one thing led to another I networked with people on LinkedIn. And before I knew it, I had a job interview and then I had a job offer. And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door there. And haven't looked back since. I just, you know, absorbed as much knowledge as I could. I learned everything that I could from the people that I work with. And really, if you take a look at back at my career, um, there's really a theme of like interdisciplinary nature where I take what I've learned from my previous experiences and I try to apply it wherever I go. And that's kind of what I did at, you know, 3D Systems and then vice versa. When I went from 3D Systems to HP, there was a lot that I learned there that I feel like I've really had a good chance to apply here at HP and kind of become kind of a a trusted subject matter expert within our organization and someone that to be relied upon for. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the beauty of uh, the, yeah, the three system side of it, too. I mean, they they do everything from design to part and have all the software and hardware that goes in between and all that. So there's a lot to uh, learn and to actually be a part of and see and understand because they 
they present that whole package. You know, that's really interesting. Getting into that design part is, is where I started in the industry and kind of looking at CAD and, and uh, how everything could be manipulated inside of point clouds. And then, of course, you're going into the STLs and the surfacing. And now we're all in the voxel stage and everything else, uh, trying to put met- metadata into what's happening on, on the files out there and uh, standardize things. There's so many uh, things that are actually pushing it forward. And this last year has definitely been a huge part of that. I mean, we've all been dealing with the pandemic and 3D printing has stepped up, additive manufacturing and a lot of different applications out there that had to fill in for uh, supply chain issues. Uh, it's been an amazing year to to see kind of the, the proof of what can be done, the proof in the pudding with the 3D printing turning to manufacturing. And uh, wow, it's great to be a part of that. But that's also kind of what's happened with us with the networking side of it this year and getting involved in different groups. And, you know, you have different people that wouldn't quite talk to each other in the past that are being more open and it's a it's great community out there. So it's wonderful to meet people like you. And uh, I know there's so many things going on with the evolution of the sales role over the year. And you've, you've been seeing that heavily. I mean, going from the virtual world, uh, going into the virtual world from everything that was in person. So can you talk a little bit about that and what that's been like over the last year for you to kind of be nimble enough to address the new needs out there in the industry going virtual? Yeah, you know, at HP, like, well, just to kind of back up for a second, like w- when the pandemic broke out, we kind of shut down yeah. all of our global sites. Um, and I'm pretty sure like a lot of our competitors did the same thing. Um, one of the things we've kind of leaned into is, you know, we have these Zoom chats, but in addition, like what we've like to kind of combat, you know, the challenges of not being able to meet in person, you know, when you're selling capital equipment, that's a huge challenge, right? People need to yep. see and, and and feel the technology and see the parts coming off of it. Um, and I think that just goes across the whole industry. So to kind of address that at various like major sites at HP where we have machines, we have what we call like a virtual demo that we offer like our customers. And it's pretty comprehensive. Like we show the actual operation of the machine, you know, from putting a build and everything like that. We even set up dummy builds just so like people can see how we unpack a, you know, some parts from the build and stuff like that. So um, very, very educational stuff. And the response has been great. Um, But yeah, I think overall across the industry, I mean, we're obviously all seeing like a decrease in, you know, sales and stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, HP alone is cost cutting due to the pandemic and things like that, but that's just one business, right? So everybody's cost cutting and, you know, trying to, you know, save a buck. So not everybody's really like, you know, keen on, on bringing capital equipment, but there are a few customers that are, and you know, where they are, we, we try and serve them the best we can. Yeah. It's uh, the reality of it right now is there's a lot of metamorphosis going on in there. There's a lot of changes, uh, a lot of difficulties companies are going through with the new events and how to deal with getting through this time. Uh, yeah. So I find that just uh, the, the evolution of that, that role of sales is obviously becoming the more virtual side and being able to be part of that wave uh some companies are able to do it. Some are lacking behind, but at the same time, we're all having to deal with it in one way or another. But I know it's increased all, you know, doing networking. And that's really where I met, I met you. You know, we've mm-hmm. uh, been a few part of a few uh, groups talking and stuff like that. And uh, it's even led to this new app, this new craze. Clubhouse, the, right? Yeah, yeah. Clubhouse, right? So the Clubhouse app itself. Talk a little bit about that. What has your experience been so far with the Clubhouse app? Well, I'll, I'll back it up a little, a little bit yeah. too. So this pan, this pandemic, as you said, has, you know, created like venues for people to network and stuff like that. One of my good friends, Rohit, like he started like a zoom chat, like every other, every other Thursday with like a happy hour sort of chat. 
with people from all over the industry and all over the world. And it kind of started out as just kind of like four people. And now it's kind of grown to like, you know, just over 40 people that are coming on this on a regular basis and familiar faces that I never even imagined I would even be connecting with. It's almost like we have like this family atmosphere. So to kind of speed things up to a few weeks back when Clubhouse really started to take off, we were on a happy hour chat. And then, you know, all of us kind of like sat together and we were like, wait, we formed this community and it's doing really well. What if we all kind of like together did something on Clubhouse and just have like regular chats about various topics related to industry 4.0 and manufacturing? And we just seized the opportunity and just kind of like have been going after it and just hosting regular chats and um, connecting with people. And I got to tell you, it's just in that short amount of time, I've connected with so many people, new faces that, right. you know, I never imagined I'd be connecting with like guys like Ulf Lind, you know, from Octon yeah. and, you know, he's a legend. I mean, just people like that, Bree Pettis, like I'm connected with him. Yep. Like I never in my wildest imagination thought I'd be interacting with folks like that from around the industry. It's just truly humbling to be able to, to do that. Yeah, it's. I mean, we've all been doing all these this networking, but Clubhouse itself is an app, right? It's only available on the iPhone right now. It's in its kind of beta right. phase, but it's, it's invite only. But at the same time, that's because of the growth. There's just been so many people that have been acclimated to it and doing things with it. It is just a simple program, though. It's an audio program, and uh, but yeah, that's what blew me away. It's so simple. It's it's audio. It's not all these like Zoom or, or me, Google. It's a walkie talkie. That's what it yeah, is, right? It's yeah. yeah. And everybody, you know, can create a room and you can go into a room and you could sit in that room and invite people into the room and the people that are on, you know, stage. Uh, have the uh, moderation controls and can do that and who who talks on stage and who's available to come up there by raising their hand from out in the audience. And the people that are there have all set up profiles. So inside of your profile, just like any other social media app, you can kind of put your information there. It's a bit limited right now, just tied to like Instagram and Twitter. But uh, yeah, they're for people out there that are on LinkedIn. It's not quite that there yet, but you can still put that information in your profile. People just get to know you a little bit better. You're able to follow people. You see when they're in other rooms. The Groups that are out there are getting stronger. I mean, we were we were both supporting that women in 3D printing meeting uh, yesterday. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's it's just uh, like amazing the amount of groups that can get in there, and it it kind of scratches that itch we all have. You know, mm-hmm. even when you're at work and you want to talk in a room of all colleagues, that's not so accessible right now. And this kind of you know scratches that itch. And then I would also say this facilitates shows, conversation right? way better yeah. than just a, a regular like in-person conversation. Oh my gosh, um, right? It's because exciting. you see if you're, someone's mic turn on and you don't you don't want to step on their toes. Where you know if if you're if you're in a group setting, especially at a trade show, it's so easy to get lost in the crowd and lost in mm-hmm. the shuffle. I mean, this, in my opinion, like it is a much better format to connect with people. I think though, the one thing we're going to have to think about though down the road is, you know, once things kind of open back up, what's the impact going to be on this on this platform? I th- I think it's got a lot of staying power just long term, sure. but what how do they pivot? How do they pivot to like adjust for, you know, like once things open back up and people are vaccinated, they're not going to be stuck at home and have the time to talk all the time. So, mm. yeah, yeah, there's going to be a balance there. I mean, it's probably not going to be as much, but the ability to be able to do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can't do that even when everything is open and you can't learn and listen into stuff that's going on across the world either that easily. And this app covers that. So it's, I think uh, it's going to be that balance as you go forward to using different platforms and hopefully getting back to the in-person uh, lifestyle we all love. But man, 
that's a really interesting app. And uh, I'm glad to get on there with everybody that's on there right now. Also, the groups that are being made, there's a, the Build Volume group that kind of falls underneath all of that that's been kind of evolving. So talk a little well, bit more about that. Yeah. So we formed a group call and we're, we're calling it Build Volume. And so we'll be hosting a number of chats under under that name related to industry 4.0, manufacturing, advanced manufacturing and stuff like that. So we, yeah. we, we want to keep it as agnostic as possible to bring as many folks in, in manufacturing as possible because we believe that there's a lot of people in the industry, especially additive, that kind of have the hubris to believe that you know additive is going to replace all, all forms of manufacturing. Yeah. And I think if we have that attitude, um, it's very exclusionary. Um, because I think all pieces of manufacturing kind of rely on one another. They're different tools that are needed at different times. One or two so, box, yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's kind of like we want to raise everybody, you know, like rising tides rise all the boats, right? So that's kind of that's kind of the mentality we're going after. Yeah. So definitely stay tuned. I mean, we have a regular Tuesday chat at like eight yep. PM Eastern. And then, you know, I'm I'm working on in the background to see if I can set up a couple chats that I'll be hosting like myself on yeah. a couple topics. Like uh, I think 3D printed food is a very fascinating topic. It's fun to talk about. Everybody loves food. Yeah, like that's for sure. It's 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 such a low barrier entry for people who aren't familiar with 3D printing to like come in and just have a conversation, I think, too. Yeah. As, as far as food goes, you know, I get excited when that topic comes up. But uh, yeah, inside of all of those those meetings, I've actually found out that there's not only sugar printing out there, which I know a lot about, but we have a chocolate printer out there that's happening and, and also a pancake printer, which has got my attention very much. Uh, and it's good to know that the chocolate printer guy knows the pancake printer guy. So they're, uh, they're working together on stuff. It's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful world out there. Talk about great consolidations, man. Maybe uh, they can start printing chocolate chip pancakes. I mean, uh, that, that's a, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you saw what I was talking about. Exactly. <laughs> my gosh, what a beautiful world. Uh, yeah, but you know, that's a lot, a lot that goes into education too. And those are, you know, the type of units that can educate the younger crowd because, Obviously, uh, everyone loves pancakes, uh, or most people do, at least. Uh, and uh, Most people so, love chocolate. Yeah. Uh, there you go, right? Unless and you're so a dog, right? <laughs> well, there you go. You can't get, yeah, yeah, I got a few stories that that's uh, happening with dogs. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not something that you should do. And a dog needs to stay away from chocolate. Um, but yeah. man, I had a dog that ate a bunch of Hershey Kisses with Oof. the, yeah, w- with the aluminum foil on them and everything. And that was a, that's another step even further than just chocolate when you're getting into talking about aluminum foil. Not so fun to process through the body. So anyhow, I digress. Well, good. I know, um, it, you know, we've talked about a, a lot of things that have been going on right now in, in the world with what's happening with some of these apps and Clubhouse and networking. You know, what, what is your outlook for 2021? What do you see are some of the things that are happening that people should pay attention to? I think, I mean, I think software is going to be a huge push in the manufacturing field. And I think we've gotten to a point now where there's a lot of like really incredible software solutions like Entopology parameters, general lattice, and then, you know, obviously this ultimate, you know, build manager that HP and Dendrite have been working on. Yes. Like, um, so, I mean, I think we're seeing that it, very similar to, you know, the computer industry back in the seventies and eighties, it was, it was always like a dichotomy. It was, is hardware more important or is software more important? And I think we're starting to see that the two kind of need to intersect, right? Huge and, point. Uh, yep. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to start to see more prominent like factory software solutions that kind of manage a fleet from a top-down perspective. So, uh, I mean, we got solutions like Link3D and 3Year Mind and 3DO and stuff like that. So um, there's all kinds of like players in that field that have already been there for a while, but I think we're starting to see the importance of those solutions um, yeah. come to the forefront. 
you know, the PLM and the MES, you know, the product lifecycle management, and uh, it's just amazing what can go on with that. And and obviously, that's the whole overarching theme of manufacturing. You know, when you're getting into not only 3D printing, but putting in something that's repeatable, that has high quality, and that could actually be produced for an end product. That's a whole nother game. And that's the difference between when you're stepping up from 3D printing into the additive manufacturing world. So it's great to meet people like you and to talk about things. So I appreciate you being here today. But is there anything else that you'd like to share while we have you here? Yeah, no, um, we were just talking about like what the trends of 2021 and, and, you know, one thing I forgot to touch on was, you know, there's been a, quite a bit of consolidation in the industry that's happened like in the last like month and a half, like desktop metal buying Envision Tech and, you know, Stratasys yep. buying Origin and RPL. Um, I think, I mean, like that kind of consolidation, I mean, this is almost like it's like hype 2.0 um, yeah. where a lot of companies are just buying all kinds of stuff. So I, I think that we're going to see a lot more consolidation happen in the industry. Um, yeah. as we move forward, because right now it's just too scattered all over the cro- across the industry, like the different solutions that we have. Um, I think we need to get to a point where there's like two, one or two or three major players that really become ubiquitous names, household names, like in, in additive. Um, but like I was saying, um, I, I think, I guess that's kind of how I feel like is this, this year is going to progress. <laughs> It is. It is. I mean, it's exciting because it's not, it's not quite at that stage yet where there's all the giant consolidation happening and it is just a couple few that you know out there to go to. The real exciting part right now for me is seeing all the startups that are, you know, bringing the game up. They're able to do these things very quickly. They don't have uh, systems behind them slowing things down. Let's just put it that way, but they're able to do things in a lot uh, quicker way and bring things to market that are helping the industry. So that's where it's exciting to see a lot of software people pushing forward this year. And that's really been the strength of adding is seeing what software can do inside of it and tying it all together. So yeah, see a lot more of that coming up in 2021. But uh, again, Vivek, awesome to have you here. And I know we'll be seeing each other soon around. So thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for listening to the All Digital Additive Manufacturing Podcast. If you would like to help support and build our community, take action and press follow, subscribe, comment below, or please leave a review. And don't forget to share. Thanks for continuing the conversation. This is Adam Penner signing off. See you soon.